Welcome, everybody, to the GBO podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only, brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, baby, how we doing today? You know, we've come to a time in this world today that um, the basketball teams are undefeated, and I'm starting, I guess we mentioned this the last pod, I got no complaints. Yeah, like... They haven't lost yet. The women tried. Uh, well, but... we're getting the best shots from That's everybody true. when you play on the road. That's true. But uh, but yeah, man, teams keep winning. This but, is fun. This is fun. Are, are you having fun? Well, I had fun this weekend. It was my birthday. I turned 38. And what did you do for your birthday? I went to Eat In Pizza Hut, and it was lovely. I love an Eat In Pizza Hut. They're rare. There's only one left in town, and I went to it. Love it. Define one left in town. Where is town? Um, Lexington, West Columbia. There's one across from uh, Lexington Hospital. They let you eat in there. It's great. Oh man, that, that that you are such a suburban chain, dude. Like it just, it's just unbelievable. An eat-in pizza hut. That's but, your dream. But what the men also gave me a gift with hitting a school record. 18 three-pointers on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Bryce, we've been saying it all pod. This team can shoot. And they shoot the three really well. Now, you're going to have games this year. They don't shoot like that. But if I, I made this statement on Friday night. If we make 18 threes a game, we will never lose. Is that an, a fair statement, Sumter? You're just asking to lose a heartbreaking game by making 18 threes. But no, making 18 threes, as long as we don't shoot, you know, 180 of them, like like in order to make the 18 threes, yes, I think they will be winning very, very regularly. Um, And it was just – it was a couple people doing it. It wasn't just, you know, one or two people. But I don't know. It's, this team's special this year. We kind of talked about it in the preseason – I think some of us got mocked a little bit when people are like, you guys are just, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. But we said all preseason, if this team can consistently hit the three, they can beat anybody. And George Washington, if you recall, last year beat us by, what, 26 points? That might have been the low watermark of the season last year. That was really, really depressing. And they celebrated on the court like they've won the lottery. And it was very fitting that we – beat the crap out of them. And that, I mean, they cut it to what five or six in that second half. And then we blow it open. Was it 22 point win, but yeah, 22 points. It was um, a great game to be at good crowd. Students came out and um, Sparkman, the walk on it missed a three at the end that I think the, the stadium roof might've, been blown off the arena if he would have made his the 19th three but anyway it was a good nice payback to gw um they had a one or two players that i wouldn't mind having on the team their center that power forward center guy he was pretty impressive most of the night but what were your initial or overall thoughts on the gw win on friday night kind of kind of same as what you're having on on these this, the the team can shoot and it's more than one guy we had we had three guys make four three pointers or more 
Meachie went five for seven. BJ Mack went four for eight. Taylon Cooper went four for six from three. We then had another couple of guys, you, you know, do some good shooting. You um, goosick. You goosick. Two, you, you, Morris Goosick was two for three. Uh, Jacoby Wright and Zach Davis both hit one, you know, like so did uh, so did Miles Studi. When, when's the last time we had seven different players hit a three-point shot in a basketball game? It's probably rarer. It's probably only happened once or twice. I haven't looked this one up, but I can't I can't imagine you, you know, just seven different guys scoring last year would have been awesome. You know, like in a in the in a game, let alone you know, I won't, making threes. I won't be surprised if Michi Johnson gets SEC player of the week on Monday after his 29 against Notre Dame and 24 against GW. Michi that really is the takeaway here. That's the takeaway here. Um, Michi, last two, last two games this week, was absolutely outstanding. We've done a pod since the other game this week because of the Thanksgiving schedule. But against Notre Dame and then against GW uh, Friday night, he was great. Like, there's no other – word for it he he played exactly how we've wanted him to look this season you know he had nine for 16 from the field five for seven from three one for one from the line eight rebounds eight rebounds 24 points i mean occasionally we get bad michi but i'll take good michi with five of seven from three every every game we ever play the other the other thing that's really interesting that was present Friday night and has started to become more and more present as this team has started to gel, um, Taylon Cooper has basically kind of become the point guard of this team, which I don't think I saw coming. I, um, you, you know, I felt that they were going to let like like that Jacoby and Jacoby's kind of like the backup point guard, I guess. But um, but Cooper he kind of plays small forward a lot. You know, like he plays the three, but on offense, he's bringing the ball up the court. He had eight assists Friday night. He had a great game. He's consistent and steady is what I would call him. And every now and then he gets hot from three. And I think we kind of saw that on Friday night. He can also get a rebound and he can play inside too. It's it's He's got a fun little inside game. I love when this team goes small and plays the four guards. Yeah. No complaints, Bryce. I have no complaints. That's that's really I don't know what else to say. What what are your thoughts on Miles um on Miles Studi? Yeah, on Miles Studi. Kind of two games this week, kind of ho-hum. He he's he's had a rough go of it since Phoenix. He um the three-pointer hasn't came back with him from Phoenix. Yeah, and um he, he missed some free throws in uh against Notre Dame. You know, he had 11 points tonight, so I think he'll snap out of it. The 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 wonderful thing about this team is that it's okay if a guy has a bad week. Like, against Notre Dame, Paris just sat him, and we didn't even notice. You know, like, down the stretch, Paris was just like, hey, buddy, you don't have it tonight. And, uh, and he sat him, and we rolled with Michi and Mac, you know, down the stretch against Notre Dame, and 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 they brought it home for us. And, and you know, Studi had a better game Friday night. But um, he he's going to be there once we get to SEC play. We're going to have a game against an SEC team that we need to beat. And Miles Studi's going to bring us home, you, you know, like like is what's going to happen. And that's what this that is what is different about this team than about any other team is we got five or six guys 
that can get that can get you a bucket. And then speaking of MVP so far this season, is it fair to say BJ Mack doing everything? Michi. It's Michi. It's even Michi. over even over Michi. I, I think it's Michi. I don't know. BJ Mack is consistently every game been the guy. It's Michi's- gonna be close, but I think I think after this week, I think Michi kind of kind of hammered it home. Um Michi's so- at about 18 points a game. Pulling Max up the sixteen point seven. The stats don't have the stats on um, South Carolina's site. Don't have um, the George Washington game updated on it. But you know, Michi's averaging more points than Mac. Right. Um, he's 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 just being dominant from the line, and he had a slow start too. You know, like I, I Max Max been great. The MVP of this team right now is Michi Johnson. We, we we don't win the Notre Dame game without Michi. Now, now, granted, what am I doing? I'm now complaining about guys. I'm not complaining about BJ Mack at all. Um, th- there's a handful of games to start of this season that we don't win without Mack. We we might not win. We don't win the second game in the tournament. We don't win the Grand Canyon game in the tip off classic without Mack. But uh, Michi had a slow start to the season and is already averaging 16. 16- uh, 0.8 points a game, 17 points a game. I think he's going to be above 20 by the time we get to SEC play. And, um, and I mean, he's our guy. We, and we knew this from the beginning. We This team is exactly what was presented to us. They, they are that, who we thought they were. They are exactly who we thought they were. And and um, this team is exactly who was presented to us, that Michi Johnson is really good and can score the basketball, that B.J. Mack was the gem of the transfer portal compared to all the others, and that the other transfers are pretty good, you know, like like our, our, our basketball players, you know, Taylon Cooper and Studi are basketball players. And um, th- this team is who, 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 who they've got two stars who can score in Mack and um, and. Johnson, yep. and then and then we've got like four or five role players who can get at hot any given moment can can make big plays for you. You know, b- between Cooper, Studi, Wright, um, you know, and even some of the guys coming off the bench. I bet Stephen Clark's going to make a big play for us at some point in time. He would have to play more than eight minutes, though. He would have to play more than eight minutes. Um, but um, and and, it, and those eight minutes might get threatened because we had a we had a new newcomer. Finally, yeah. make the make all, the game. All of this has been happening without Colin Murray Boyles, who played Friday night. Bryce, what'd you think of? Uh, he came of in, Murray came in the last three minutes of the game. They got him the ball early, and he got a ball under the basket and put it up. Had two points. He missed a little bit of a bunny on the second one. I think he had a foul rebound, but he is. It looks like he's gained his weight back from their talking in the post game that he's kind of back to that six seven two thirty ish. Um, he looks the part. I'm assuming, you know, they, they mentioned his minutes were going to be monitored and they are glad that, you know, we had a big enough lead to put him in there. My guess is Clemson game. He's probably not going to get many minutes, but I would say towards the end of those games in December against lesser competition, we're going to see his minutes go eight, 10, 12, 15 minutes, something like that. And hopefully everything goes well with him and he can keep on his production up and he'll be ready for SEC play because we're going to need him for SEC play. No offense to BBV, who's having a decent year, but in terms of point scoring, we're going to need Boyles to bring the points. Especially if we're not really going to rely on Clark. 
Like, like if, if we're just not going to rely on Clark, which it looks like it's, this is the one thing of this team that I don't understand. He's he's, he hasn't come out of the starting lineup. He starts the half. And at some point, sometimes pretty quickly, Paris takes him out and he doesn't put him back in. And then he starts the second half. And at some point, pretty quickly, Paris takes him out and doesn't put him back in. He has never come back into the game during a half once he's once he leaves well, i think it was one game in arizona he ended up playing like 12 to 14 when, minutes when where matt he, got yeah. in foul trouble when right. matt got in foul but trouble outside of that game. you're you were yeah. correct um part of it is that the best lineup that this team has is the is when they play the the four guard when they play when they play cooper studi uh michi Jacoby and Davis those five guards when they play four of them and it's and it's fun because you can get like you've got two or three big guards in there and and so like you could put you Cooper go, at the three and you could put yeah, you Davis, can go at Davis the four. Cooper you can go Studi Cooper or you can go Studi or or uh you can go Cooper Davis you know and then if and then if you go if you if you go Davis Studi at the at the three and four you can go Michi and Cooper or you can go Michi and Wright or you can go Cooper Wright you know like it's you got a lot of combinations with the four guard and that's the best that's been the most effective lineup and that's what Paris plays down the stretch and it's funny that he doesn't start that lineup it's funny that he starts a bigger lineup well I'm I'm for whatever gets us the wins because I don't know if you've looked this is the best start we've had since the final four season yeah I think they they started nine and zero that year Hopefully they finish both the out of conference and the SE and the regular season better than they, than the final four season. Obviously to say that this team is a final four team would be a very bold statement. You know, like that final four team was only a seven seed. We're hoping for NCAA tournament with the peak with this team. And and, right. I mean, right now that's the goal. This team make, even if they're in the first four, even if they're in the first four games, that's a, that's, that's just a monumental win for Paris in year two. Um. And I don't think yet, you know, Michi Johnson might surprise us. But at the moment, I do not think we have anybody on this team that's as good as Sundarius Thornwell. Not yet. Not yet. They could get there. Like, like you know, Michi could, Michi could end up averaging, you know, 25 points a game. If Michi and keeps that up for the consistent of the SEC play, then okay. It is possible. It is possible that the combination of Michi and Mac could be the best two-player combo that we have had in the in the Frank, you know, Paris, Horn, Odom, you know, eras. Like, like going back to like more than Devin Downey and Zam Frederick combo. I mean, yes, yes, is what I'm saying. More than that, better than that, better than a that. that that, that if, like who who would you say was the second best player on the final fourteen? Dozier. Really? Maybe between Dozier and Silva, because for well, how about this for the whole year or in the tournament? See, that's because in the tournament it was Dozier for the yeah, year. It was, it was right. Silva, and that's why they and that's why they were successful. Is that is that PJ Dozier played to is that everybody really hit their ceilings. You know, you could say it was Silva in the tournament probably, but, uh, but, but yeah, like, like that team in the regular season did not have a secondary score. Like, like Mac is probably whoever averages the fewer amount of points this season between BJ Mac and Michi Johnson, 
they will average more points than every number than every other than Sundarius on on that uh, on that final four team would be my guess. They might even average more than Sundarius did in the regular season. Well, looking at we have a big game coming up Wednesday night at Clemson. We're both seven and zero. Clemson looking to get ranked Monday morning. We're recording this on Sunday night. They could be. They ranked. just had a big win over the University of Pittsburgh to, tonight, and they've had a and, couple of big, big and wins. And they won week. at Alabama earlier in the week. Let's just say they had a pretty good week. But yes, they. they I mean, they have had a pretty good season. They're having the same season we've had, except they're playing better teams. Like, like I think that's fair. They're they're winning all the games that they're playing. And they're playing stronger teams. Their Kim Palm rating, they are all the way up to 28 on Kim Palm. They will hands down be the highest Kim Palm team will play in the out-of-conference. And what are we now? We're in the 50s. What, 54? 54. 54. And what would that – what is Clemson projected to win by going by the Kim Oh, Palm? I'm not nearly as good at these projections because uh, you got to pull up the home <laughs> ones, but – they're plus 18.38. We are plus 12. So six and a half, seven point six, favorites? Six and a half, seven points. But then there's there's going to be a boost on the home court. So, so seven so or eight you, points would be the Kim Palm spread. So you could see a 10-point spread going into Wednesday night? Wouldn't surprise oh, Vegas you. and Kim Palm are different beasts. Vegas Vegas doesn't set the line based on um, based on what they think who they think will win by Vegas sets the line so that we both bet so that everybody bets evenly on both sides. And looking at the matchup predictor, Clemson has 81% of that. Yeah. But guess what? It's time to shock the world. I will say this. Maybe not the world. Let's say it's time to shock the state. How about that? I will say this. We've talked about it all year. If Mac Johnson and Studi, the big three on our team have big nights, we can beat Clemson. Yeah, we it's can not beat them out of the question. Mac and Michi have big nights. We don't. We like even if if Mac and Michi play like they played against GW, and 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 if Mac plays like he played in the tip off, and Michi plays like he did this week, we absolutely can beat them. They're as good as anybody Clemson has. You know, they're as good as what is his name? PJ Hall is that the PJ Hall is their star, the fifth year guy from Dorman. Yeah. Um, and, and then they have the guard Gerard from Syracuse transfer that they've been having big games lately. They'll be the guys along with Hunter that we're going to have to keep in check. Clemson, I, I mean, against Pitt today, how many threes did they hit today? It got pretty – it was wild. So let's see here. They hit 11 threes. I mean, they're a good three-point shooting team. We're going to have to have, hope they have a bad shooting night. But, man, I've been looking forward to this on the schedule. I think you have, too. This has been the game that we've circled in the in the preseason. That Especially, especially since the team got started and, and, and was looking the way that we think that, that we were look like and, and, or expected them to look, this and game we, has been the game that I want to see. If we, go into, if we go into Clemson Wednesday night and win – then sky's the limit for this team. Like, 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 really. Um, there's no telling what they could. I will start putting significantly more scenarios in play about their abilities. You, you know, like, like if they go into Clemson and win, 
we're we're watching an NCAA tournament team. If they go into Clemson and lose, that doesn't mean we're not. You don't have to win. You know, this isn't the college football playoff where even if you win all your games, you might not make it. Um, but uh, you don't have to win every game. And so just because even if they go into Clemson and lose, I think it depends on how they lose. I think it depends on what they look like, what they look like. And then they have ample opportunity once they get into SEC play to right the ship a little bit, but I think they're in great position. They're undefeated. They've got a shot to like, if they can win this game, they can really make a statement and then they can, they can close out a, an out of conference schedule that is against as the state newspaper would refer to them winnable games, you know, like, and so um, it's, I, I don't even know what to expect. I don't know what to say. It's a big game. I'm very excited about it. Well, in our season previews, I think maybe it was me. I don't know if it was you too. I was saying that, you know, this team could go 12 and one in non-conference and it was that Clemson game that was going to be that toss up game. So I'm just saying things can happen. If we win this game, just like you said, the sky is the limit, but Clemson is an sec caliber team caliber team that they can bring the heat and what I want don't want to happen is us get blown out. I, I at least want us to be competitive. Um, I think we will it, be. I think we will be competitive. We're like part of the reason. I think we're going to be competitive in in most games or not, if not all the games that we play this season, including when we get into SEC play, because the team is good. The team is good. It has good basketball players on it. It has more than one guy that can get a bucket. So like a lot of times you get blown out because your your best player goes cold. But I mean, in Virginia Tech uh, against Virginia Tech is probably the second best team that we've played this season. Michi went cold, and they and they figured it out. And so it's it, it's I think that they'll be competitive. Is is I guess what I'm trying to say. You're at a loss of words, is what it I am. I am. Like. I I'm ready for this game. I've been ready for this game for a while. I'm ready for us to to play a legitimate. Um, basketball team, which this team is, and uh, I, I hope they get ranked. You, you know, like that's very, very rare in which like I'm going to be pulling for something good to happen to the Clemson Tigers. But um, until I Wednesday, hope they get ranked so that we can beat a ranked team, and it would be that perfect marquee win on the resume come March, especially if you're on the bubble. To have that quad one quad one win, this would be yeah, the game to do so it. So, like every the resume is what it is, okay. And um, the the key to putting together a good resume is win basketball games. Your very few teams win them all. Like no one this season is going to win them all. So, like the key to making the NCAA tournament is win is win basketball games. The second key is that you want to beat good teams too. Clemson's a Clemson's a, a, a team that they can beat on uh, on Wednesday night. Clemson's going to be favored. It's going to be a little harder than you know GW Friday night was, but they can still win. They need to go win. Why not us? Why not us? I mean, but you're making it sound like it, it would be this big thing if they win. Like, you I'm know, just like, saying, like it would be I'm this just miracle. Saying, this I team just... is good. This team can win this game. It's a big road game. It's time 80, to win on the Eighty percent is high. I would be very afraid if I was a Clemson fan. Ooh. Yes, I would. I would be very nervous because, see, like if we go in and and, and don't win, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. But right. like, 
especially losing at Colonial Life last year, not making the tournament, you know, like, wait, did they make the tournament last year? They didn't. They didn't get in because of us. Because of us, yeah, not making the tournament, then us coming in, then them having a better team this year and us coming in and spoiling it. Like, that would be that I would I would I would be very nervous as a Clemson fan uh, for, for this team coming in, you know, especially if Michi makes his first three. If we get started hot. Ooh, oh, baby. Ooh, I like it. All right. Switching gears. We're talking ladies. Yeah. Gamecock basketball. They had a, an exciting weekend in the state of North Carolina. Is it fair to say that our team owns the state of North Carolina? Bryce, I mean, this team's lost, I don't know, two basketball games in the last two and a half years? Three, excuse me. They lost to Kentucky in the, in the SEC tournament the year they won the, the, the title. So, like, I would say, yes, it's fair to say this team owns pretty much everywhere except where the except where the Final Four was played last season. Well, this team got the best shot of North Carolina and Duke. And they came out on top. Let's start with North Carolina. I think we got down 11 in the first quarter because they were hitting on all cylinders and we were kind of turnover prone. What were your thoughts on Friday night's game? That we Felt like out? I was watching last year's women's basketball team, just getting off to a slow start, um, not not looking their best out, out of the gate. You know, they've done that a few times this season, believe it or not. And – weren't playing they, they did not play their best uh they were losing 19 to 10 at the end of the first and then they just kind of they started you know taking care of business and uh, they, they didn't have it they, they didn't have their game they shot pretty terribly um in the in that first quarter there they were four for 13 from the floor in the in the first period um oh for two for three you know, and then they just got a little bit better as they played. And that's 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 the mark of Don Staley. You got to play all four quarters against against this Gamecocks team. And they just wore them down and wore them down and put them away. It's nice. Like, like, yeah, they played bad, but they won. They're undefeated. There's only like like what's uh, UCLA is undefeated. And Stanford lost. Like right now, they're probably, you know, they're the they're clearly the number one team in the nation. There's a clear number two, and there is and it's and there's no clear number three. Well, in this game, it was interesting to say this was kind of the first game this year that Don said I'm going to stick with my um, starters and the older players, and she kind of stuck with them and rolled with them in the second half. Full Wiley came in for like two or three minutes in the first half had a turnover, had a couple defensive lapses. She benches her the rest of the game on Friday night. And then you see Pow Pow Johnson, Hall, Cardoso, and Kitts kind of run the show, all of them over 30 minutes outside of Kitts. And then Watkins and Kitts kind of switch back and forth. But it was interesting to see Dawn said, I'm going to stick with my team that is older, more mature. And she rode those girls in the second half. Well, I mean, that's what she does. That's that, That's like – she always has and she always has a veteran team and and she plays them and when and she plays she, she plays everybody on the floor she's a she's a parent if she coached the church basketball team she would be every parent's favorite coach 
you know, everyone, like everyone plays, everyone would play. And that's what she does against Mississippi Valley state. Everybody played, you know, and, um, and then when they play a tough team and they get into a place where, where it gets tight, she shrinks, shrinks the rotation. And that's what she did. And that's what she did against North Carolina on Thursday night, you know, like Cardoso, Johnson, Pow Pow and Hall all played more than 30 minutes. Nobody else played more than 20. Cardoso had a rough night scoring, but 16 rebounds. She couldn't really score, but 16 rebounds is pretty dang impressive. She, she, she only took five shots. Well, also, there's a little, especially the theme of this weekend was fights. These North Carolina Duke girls, they wanted to fight. And that literally, you know, you saw some tease today in the Duke game, but these girls. I don't know if they're looking to fight us and try to start fights with pushing and shoving after the play, but it got a little dicey this weekend. I think that I think that this team just still plays physical. You know, last year's team, the Freshies were known for being physical, and that's all this team has has seen in practice day in and day out. And I think that they still play physical. And so, you know, when the game gets physical, it gets intense, it gets heated, like like it leads to you know what what was happening to uh, today, you know, in the Duke game. Well, anyway, the ladies get the win 65-58 in North Carolina. Tough test, but they win. And it came into this game against Duke today to where it was a game until about the start of the fourth quarter. And then we took over in the fourth and dominate in the fourth quarter to get the win over Duke. Who Duke took Stanford to overtime at Stanford. Even though they weren't ranked, they were a very competitive opponent. What were your thoughts today on Duke? Kind of the same as this North Carolina game. You, um, and again, it's the same thing that we've been saying since we've been doing this pod. You, you got to play all four quarters against this women's team. Like that's just what they do. You, you know, Duke was up. Duke was up twenty eighteen at the end of the first. Uh, they were down. Uh, it looks like at halftime it was thirty five twenty nine. Then at the end of the third, it would have been. 55 to 52 and uh and then we just beat them 77 61 you know like like outscored them 22 9 in the fourth in the fourth quarter like duke was with us the whole game and the other thing that happened here that that you will notice dawn shrank the lineup again except instead of shrinking it with ashlyn watkins she shrunk it with malaysia fullwater uh you've got you got only six you got six players that played more than 10 minutes well, Full um, Wiley, what's interesting, Friday night, she plays two or three minutes, gets benched, but Full Wiley, she trusted her in the fourth quarter to shine, and Full Wiley made some big baskets and free throws late. Yeah. And and even with all these veteran teams, you know, she's this is what Dawn does. And she puts she will put in a freshman, you, you know, or a sophomore, like down the stretch if if that's what the team needs. You know, the team couldn't score against Stanford last season. When they were playing at Stanford, and uh, and so she she ran overtime with Bree Hall and made two big three pointers for us, and um, we saw good know, Bree Hall today with the three pointers. Man, no, no, we didn't see good. We saw Bree Hall. Bree Hall is good. Like what? I don't, <laughs> what? What more do you want? Like like she's just good. She was good against North Carolina. She was probably the best player in the North Carolina game. And um, look how balanced this team was today. Look at the starters. 
12 yeah. from Pow Pow, 11 Johnson, 13 for Hall, 15 for Cardoso, Kitts 14. Kitts shine today. Played strong down low. Um, she is getting better and better each game. She's, She's getting good. more polished every game. She's good. The only thing that was surprising to me the last two games for the ladies, you saw some Walker, the Juco transfer. She has come in before Fagan. And Fagan hasn't gotten a lot of minutes either. No, no, not a lot. And I was, I was very, I was very excited for Fagan this season. And what do you think's going on there? It looks like they're trusting in Watkins, but they're not really trusting in the other girls. Watkins is clearly, it's clearly Watkins and Kitts at the uh, at the four. You, you know, it's 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 Cardosa for thirty three to thirty five minutes at the five. It is Watkins and Kitts splitting time at the four. And um, you know, it's 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 Fagan for the four or five minutes at the five that Cardoso doesn't play. Is is what it's looking like when when Dawn's tightening up the rotation. Well, Dawn can do whatever she wants. She makes the right calls. We blow out Duke in the fourth quarter when 77-61. Both teams, as we mentioned, seven and zero. I think going into today. There are four undefeated teams, men's and women's together, and we're one of them. It, it's awesome, Bryce. We're just winning basketball games. And the GBO appreciates appreciates that. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we definitely started as a uh, as a complaint podcast, you know, right? Like like we we, we started we, we owe the origins of, of this pod to Frank Martin. But um I mean, is it is it fair to say that we we're struggling with the modern exterminating? We know what bugs you. Bugging Nothing us is bugging week. us. Nothing's bugging us. I will say on Friday night though, the men's refs—they looked like some of those refs from Phoenix that came out and this one called "Ticky Tack Fouls." That's probably the only thing that was bugging me last week. So the the officiating, especially on the men's side, it hasn't been good. And when I say it hasn't been good, I I really don't can't remember watching this season a well-officiated game just like across the board it's been you know some of those games in phoenix like we're screaming about the refs on twitter and then and then josh gray travels and lays it in and they don't call it you know like and so and so it was it was pretty bad all the way around if there is a modern exterminating we know what bugs you it's just overall officiating in college basketball right now <laughs> well, well, women's free throw shooting. They're still I mean they were 16 for 23 against Duke. Well, it's just they a were good... 15 for 22 against North Carolina. Like like that can be better. There's always room for improvement, but let's just say we probably both wouldn't have said that our, our, we thought our teams both teams would be undefeated at this part yeah, in the season. Not at all. Especially with the women playing three, you know, playing three ranked teams right off the jump. Well, all eyes on the on the game Wednesday night at Clemson. The and, women and, yeah, and, and the women the women play Utah on uh, on Sunday, right? Yeah, we got Morgan State on Wednesday. That will be a blowout, and then we have in Connecticut neutral site number twelve Utah and the Cox. Yeah, on a Sunday should be a good one. Another ranked team, Dawn Staley, you know, for her to just go in there and beat. 
Well, guys, thanks for joining us again for our second pod of the week. But, you know, you have to do a second pod after, you know, it's been a good week. Well, you know it's been a good week if we're doing two pods in one week. Hopefully we do two pods this week, this coming week, too. Hopefully we're so jacked after the men's game we hop on at, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock Wednesday night. We are 38 now, Bryce. That's right. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us this week. We'll do it again next week. Go Cox. Go Cox. GBO out.